Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. Anybody looking for more pain? I didn't think so. We're looking for ways to alleviate pain, and uh, in this growing painful culture that's becoming more and more of a challenge. Last time we talked about uh, how the Lord turns pain into peace if we're willing to walk through that and see it, see it through to the end. He turns our pain into peace. As a part of that, we also talked about the fact that pain always has a purpose. Every, every situation, painful situation we find ourselves in, there is design to it. That God always has purpose behind our pain. You want to turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 today. We're going to look at a two-verse story about a guy named Jabez. Um, two verses in Scripture about him. Uh, and yet, it is significant that he is placed where he is placed in Scripture. And the way he's placed in Scripture, we'll talk more about that in just a minute. You may be familiar with a book by Bruce Wilkinson called The Prayer of Jabez. Uh, it's a great, great book. I encourage you to, to, to get that, pick it up, and uh, learn, to, learn for that to be a regular part of your diet where, where we're praying that way. We'll talk more about that in just a moment as well. But let's look at this text together. Just these two verses of First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I may be free from pain. And God granted his request. First thing I want us to see from this text today is that turning pain into promise looks like getting beyond the beginning. We've got to move beyond the start, get out of the blocks, get beyond the beginning. The latter part of verse 9 talks about that. It says, his mother uh, said, I gave birth to him in pain, named him Jabez. Now, the name Jabez sounds like the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for pain, which is Jabez. And, and those two, in fact, I'm saying Jabez incorrectly because I'm using East Tennessee English, making the J sound like a J. It, it's actually pronounced Jabez, but uh, his name sounds like pain. So whether his mother was referring to her own physical pain in childbirth, bringing him into the world, or more likely, what she was referring to was the painful circumstances he was born into. Because if you look at this verse, what is totally absent is his father and any other, any other history about his situation. So, and if you'll notice there in First Chronicles chapter 4, it is a chronological verse. It's talking about the, the, the uh, clans of Judah, and those that are in the tribe of Judah, it talks about this person being the son of this, this person, this person. And these, these are all males now, the son of, of this person. And then here, here comes Jabez in the middle of the story with no reference to his father. There is reference to his mother, which is unusual uh, for these chronological layouts, but no reference at all to his father. So the, the more likely scenario is rather than, than her referring to the pain of childbirth, which is un undoubtedly real, She's talking about the painful situation that he's born into. Uh, born likely out of wedlock to a single mom. His story is 
as I said, so unusually placed here among the rest of this chronology, that God wants, to, wants, to, wants us to see it. I think he, wants, he, he does that to, so that we'll stop and say, Jabez, who's this guy? And look at his prayer, look at the nature of who he is and what he prays. So Jabez and his family were likely shunned and gossiped about because of their situation. And he was, he was likely from the other side of the tracks, more or less. Any, any people went to Whittles Junior High School? Whittles, Whittles. Okay. Two, three, Whittles. Whittles. Okay, good. I went to the Berry. Now, the folks at the Berry, at Christenberry, we called it the Berry back in the day. Folks at Christenberry looked at you Whittles folks as the Blue Bloods because you lived on the other side of Broadway. Broadway was the tracks. And I know, having talked to some Whittles folks, you, the, some look, kind of looked down on us as the Poe folks, because we were on the other side of the track between Broadway and, and the interstate. Now, I fell in love with a Whittles girl and married one, so they're not all bad. The rest of you are bad, just her, she's not. <laughs> but we saw it that way. That's the lens we look through, is Whittles folks, were on, they had all the money, they, they had the new school, we were in the old school, they had a much newer facility. And so they were the blue bloods on the other side of the tracks. People look at Jabez as he's on the poor side of the tracks. He's on the gossip side. Of, he's on the shunned side of the tracks. He's on the outcast side of the tracks. And so I think he grew up with that kind of pain walking through that had, had, had not so great a beginning. Uh, you need to know a couple things about beginnings. First of all is this, is that if you, if you didn't have such a great beginning, there's nothing to be ashamed about, nothing to run from. But the second thing I want you to see is probably more important is that your beginning doesn't define you. It doesn't have to define you because you don't have to end up where you started. In fact, if you're a believer, you can't and won't end up where you started. The scripture says that all things are going to become new. We'll have new bodies. I believe we'll have new names. We'll be on a new heaven and a new earth. Everything's going to be brand new. You will not end up like you started. So the enemy wants us to think that's who you are. That's who you were. It's who you're always going to be. And God says, doesn't have to be that way. Don't see yourself that way. Jabez didn't. And we don't have to either. Uh, it's, it's about getting beyond our start, getting beyond the beginning. Second thing that turning pain into progress requires is it requires getting beyond our surroundings. Look at the first part of verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I, I gave birth to him in pain. He was more honorable than his brothers. Now, more often than not, the limitations we place on ourselves are self-induced. Folks may say things about us, and, and some of the things they say about us may be true, but the limitations we, we, we find ourselves living with and, and carrying as burdens are many times and oftentimes self-imposed. And though we may not have caused the circumstances we're living under in the situation we're presently in, uh, or that we were born into or grew up in, choosing to stay there, and it is a choice, Choosing to stay there is on us if we choose to stay in, that, in that, the limitations of our beginnings. It's, it's a choice we make. Now, Jabez had a name that would likely have gotten him talked about and made fun of in school and ridiculed because uh, his, his name was synonymous with pain. And so he, he had that going on in his world, and he could have seen that as oppression or as opportunity. Jabez saw it as opportunity instead of oppression. Now, he chose the latter by... Growing up more honorable than his brothers. Uh, 
I, I, that stuck out to me as I read this passage. Of, of the fact that here's, here's these two verses about this one guy. That's all, all that there is in Scripture about him. Yet a significant part of his story is he grows up more honorable than his brothers. I thought about, what does that look like? What does honor look like? And this is, isn't specifically the men, but I, man, I want you to hear this. A man of honor, there's four, kind of four things that come to my mind about honor. A man of honor always keeps his word. A man of honor always keeps his word. A man of honor can always be trusted. He can always be trusted. A man of honor will always do more than his share. He'll always do more than his share. And a man of honor will never, ever look for the glory. He just doesn't do that. So, was getting beyond his beginnings and surroundings difficult and painful for Jabez? You better believe it was. But because he was a man of honor, he pushed through that and didn't, didn't let his surroundings define him. Uh, it's, as we saw last week, pushing through the price is worth the pain. It's, it's getting beyond the pain is worth the price. Getting beyond our surroundings, getting beyond the beginning. Thirdly, turning pain into progress is seeing, about seeing the vision. Look at the first part of verse 10. About seeing the vision, Jabez cried out to God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Now, Jabez had to get beyond his beginnings and surroundings if he wanted to see something more, and he did. He got beyond those beginnings and surroundings. We can tell that by way of his prayer. Uh, some would uh, have us believe that that desire and drive and ambition are somehow ungodly things. That's not true at all. Jabez was a person of ambition. Joseph was a person of ambition. David was a person of ambition. Abraham was a person of ambition. Paul was a person of ambition. Peter was a person of ambition. Scripture is full of folks that had ambition that took some initiative and stepped into things that they, they otherwise would not have. So ambition is not evil in and of itself at all. It's what drives our ambition. It's what motivates that ambition to get moving and get started in the first place. Jabez uh, was an ambitious person. Some would have you believe as well that his prayer here and these verses are more about prosperity than anything else. And that couldn't be further from the truth, I don't believe. I don't believe it's about prosperity. I, I believe this is about progress, about Jabez making progress. Asking for God's blessing was literally asking for more God, not more stuff. I want more of you. I want, I want your hand. I want, to, I want to see you at work in my life. How do, how do I get more, more, more God, more blessing? Uh, and then his asking to, to enlarge his territory was, I believe, more about his influence than it was what he owned about his possessions. It was more about, less, less about the territory, more about his stewardship than it was about, uh, about possessions, more about progress than possessions. The story of Jabez is, is certainly entrepreneurial in the sense that before we can be it, we have to first see it. And Jabez was praying that very prayer. He had a vision for something beyond his upbringing, beyond his starting, beyond his beginning, beyond his surroundings, beyond his past, to say, God, I want more of you. Well, I don't know what that looks like, but I want more of you. Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my influence. Make me, give, give me wiser things to steward and let me steward them well for you, was, was his prayer. But he had to see that before he could, be, could become it. And again, I don't think this is about greed or prosperity. I think it's about progress. He saw where he'd come from, situation of pain, and it was, he was an active participant in the choice, and it was a choice not to stay there, not to allow the enemy to continue to define him that way. 
Returning pain into progress requires getting beyond the beginning. It requires getting beyond our surroundings. It requires seeing the vision. And finally, turning pain into progress requires stepping into his protection. Stepping into his protection. Look at the last part of verse 10 with me. He says, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. God granted his request. Let your hand be with me so that I'll be free from pain. I believe Jabez's prayer for protection was kind of a twofold ask. The first is, is that he, I think he wanted, was asking God to protect him from harm, whether it be from his brothers, potentially because of their jealousy, whether it be from others in the tribe of Judah that, were, that looked down upon him with disdain because of how, where he came from, where he was living, where, what his situation was, or from, from their literal enemies. Israel had a number of enemies surrounding him at this time that were, that were real enemies who wanted to put him to death. So it could have been about either of those things, but it was about the protected hand of, hand of God. Second thing I think that that prayer was about, uh, this, this prayer of protection was that he be protected from pain. Now, in a practical sense, being, being protected from pain is totally impossible. If you live and you're born, you're going to have pain of some kind, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Uh, Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have trouble. The, the Proverbs writer uh, writes, man born of woman is few days and full of trouble, full of pain, full of anguish. So avoiding pain in this world is an impossibility. I believe what he was pay- praying about, though, there in referring to the pain is the fact that God, he was wanting God to protect him, not from real pain, but from, it, from, from, uh, from his past, from the painful situation that he grew up in. God, help me to get beyond my past. Help my past not to harm me. Help my past not to hold me back. Help my past not to define me. And help me not to believe that is who I am, who I'm supposed to be. So this, this, uh, this idea of, his, of God's hand on him uh, was about protecting him from that kind of pain, I believe. Now, notice God didn't rename Jabez here or anything like that. He, he's still referred to as, as, as a painful person. But he granted his request, it says in verse 10. So we know that Jabez was praying in the will of God. God grants our requests when we pray in the will of God. Understand that that's how Jabez was praying. So uh, here today, his, his, his will for him was, was reading this painful story here today. And that, that whole idea of, of expanding his influence, expanding his story, expanding his territory, not only was true then, it's true now. Because here we stand reading it today, thousands of years later, about this, this man who had this, this painful start, but a not so painful ending. Listen to what... Uh, uh, Chuck Swindoll says about the, the story, the, the prayer of Jabez. He says this, Our requests should reflect the greatness of our God, not the smallness of our expectations. Let me say that again. He says, Our requests should reflect the greatness of our God, not the smallness of our expectations. How are you praying? Are you praying expecting big things from a big God? Are you praying about things that you can manage yourself? Or are you praying about things that you have no control over whatsoever? You have to trust God for. There have to be things that are by faith. Are you praying to a small God or to a big God? Smaller gods are the ones we can manage. God, I need you for this and this, but I got the rest of this. I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm okay over here. He says here to, to stop praying to smaller gods. Pray to a bigger God. I believe that's exactly what Jabez was doing. He was born into pain but he chose not to let that pass, not to let the pain define him. He saw bigger things from a bigger God, and God granted his request, 
and honored his prayer. A couple of questions as we close. First is this. Are you allowing a painful past to paralyze you? Are you allowing a painful past to hold you in its grip, to paralyze you? If so, the enemy will keep you there forever. If you let him, he'll keep you in that place forever. Keep his grip on you to say, that's who you were, that's who you are, that's who you're always going to be. He'll keep you right there if you, if you let him. But that's a choice you make. Jabez, Jabez had the same choice. I can either stay in this painful past or I can pray for God to move me beyond it. And that's a choice we make. Are you allowing his pain, a painful past to paralyze you? Second question is, or are you making progress? I think this prayer of Jabez was all about progress. I think it was all about, God, I want to move beyond who I was. And I realized for me to get beyond who I was, I'm going to have to trust you for what's next. Because I can't see it. I can't understand it. I can't get my mind, my hands, my, 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 anything of mine around it. I have to trust you totally for it. Jabez was totally dependent on a God who is much bigger than he. If we're praying to smaller gods, we're, we're going to get smaller results. When we start praying to a bigger God, the results are going to start, start to become bigger. Are, are we allowing a painful past to paralyze us, or are we making progress? You may not have, have experienced deliverance yet in whatever you're praying about, but prayer is movement, and progress is movement, and progress requires movement. It requires some stepping out on faith from time to time beyond what is some, sometimes seemingly safe, certainly beyond things you can predict and manage on your own. We've got to move beyond what we can manage, what we, what, we, what we can do ourselves to get into what only he can do. Are you making some progress, or are you allowing a painful past to continue to define you? That's a choice you make every day, and I, I, I believe it is daily. It don't have to be daily. When we start to make it daily and can start to win those daily battles, it can be weekly. When we start to win the weekly battles, it can be monthly. When we start to win the monthly battles, we start to think in a different way. I see myself through a different lens. I see myself through the lens God defined me to be, not the lens my past says, this is who you are. Which are you going to choose? Let's pray. Father, today, these reminders of Jabez's faith and of the vision that you put in his heart about something different, something better than what he had experienced and what he had known in life are real because many of us in this room today are in painful situations, whether it's financial or whether it's vocational, relational, marital. Many of us are in painful situations and seemingly as we turn look to the left and to the right with no way out. Would you help us today to look through the lens again of Jabez, remind us of him tomorrow, when we wake up in that pain, same painful circumstance, same painful situation, remind us of Jabez's faith to say, I don't have to stay here. I was from here, but I don't have to stay here. And my moving from here to where I need to, need to go is all about God's blessing and his protection in my life. God, protect me and bless me. Expand my territory. Expand my influence. Teach us to pray that, that, that prayer every morning as we get up and start our day. God, protect me from harm. Protect me from pain and expand my influence today. Let someone see you and me today. Let me move beyond what is convenient, what is known, what is comfortable, what is predictable into where you lead me to be and go and do. Stir that up in us today. Otherwise, pain keeps us in its place. Move, help us to move beyond pain and into progress. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, 
biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.